HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is presented by Naoki and Food Future Co. This week, it's the season finale of Meet and Three. We're following up our episode about youth with a look at age and how aging affects life on farms and in kitchens. At the the most basic level, we need people to grow food for a growing global population. The question of planning for retirement or old age as a cook It's almost one that doesn't exist bizarrely until it's too late. We also have a story about a food that might be older than you think. A recent archaeological finding might have CrossFitters everywhere reevaluating their diets. Plus, a story about one of Atlanta's most historic and risque landmarks. There are dancers that have been there 20 and 30 years. Don't miss our season finale of Meat and Three, available wherever you get your podcasts. Can artificial intelligence make your pizza better? Find out on today's episode of Tech Bites. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners tuning in from 165 countries around the world, about a million listens a month. And today they are tuning in to Tech Bites, the weekly show where we talk to influencers and innovators in the food tech space. Today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. We're going to use our human intelligence to talk about artificial intelligence and it's some kind of human intelligence (laughs) and its potential impact on pizza and restaurants around the world but before we do that we're going to do like we always do we're going to go around the shipping container and talk about apps apps we love old favorites maybe that have been living on your home screen for 10 years or a new one you just discovered We'll go first to the man on the decks at Mission Control, Dave Tatashore, HRN Studio Manager, and our engineer for the day. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. I'm all those things. You are. All that and, and more. more. Oh. Mm. That, that, that was the perfect moment for a sound effect. Yeah, I know. I, that, my hands are busy, though. Okay. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> that did not sound right. That's going to get edited out. <laughs> this live. There's no editing. So my app is uh, <laughs> Sonos. Uh, we have a Sonos system in the house now, and fancy. Uh, yeah, it's cool. You can like link up various music uh, platforms to it. So like, I have my Google Play Music hooked up to it. Um, you can link it to your Spotify, also, I believe, um, and it's great. Yeah, you can play stuff through the house. So you turned your phone into a remote control for your fancy new sound system. Exactly. Excellent. And I'm assuming it's free once you've bought said sound system. Yeah, yeah. The app itself is free, but Great. the system is not. Okay. And you're happy with the sound quality of the Sonos and all that? Yeah, it's fine. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's good. Okay. He's an engineer. You have to remember that. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, that's the why... The guy's ear palate is right. intense. Well, that's, that's why the <laughs> recommendation is important. It and is. if he says it's okay, then that means really it's like okay. It's No, it's good. It's better than like my old Bose radio that I still have. Okay. As far as off the shelf goes, though, what 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 where do you see the quality? Because I, I I know what your level is. That's the type of stuff that you're not just buying what at would, a B&H. If, when you trade up... What's your next purchase? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not one of those people who is like obsessed with like extreme audiophile sound quality because that can just turn into this deep dark never-ending 
chasm Chase. of like yeah gold wires and like all this other esoteric BS. So I mean yeah no I, I, I was maybe underselling it before. The Sonos is good. It sounds good. Okay. I think the the bigger problem is like the source material. Like a lot of the times people are listening to like inferior mm-hmm. quality files, music files. So like that's that's where the real problem is so um, you're listening to a crap file on a great sound system yeah that's right going you're listening to, to your like so you blame so you blame spotify <laughs> no i think spotify does a better job than other than some platforms of of like how they distribute stuff and they don't they don't overly compress um and now that there are like new loudness that we could go on about this forever and i don't want <laughs> to ruin your show but like um yeah you know the it, that, that's the issue though and it's starting i think to turn like i think people are realizing that you can't just like have a super compressed mp3 file and have it sound good no matter what system you're playing it on what's the best platform to listen to tech bytes uh heritage radio network.org there you go there you go people trick question but yeah. i passed excellent also a pause for a sound effect <laughs> <laughs> wherever his hands came from that time i don't exactly, want to know exactly. yeah, don't want to know so also joining us today, we have Kenneth Kuo, who is co-founder and CEO of a company called Ingest. We'll be talking about what Ingest does later. But Kenneth, for now, do you have an app that you like? Yeah. So um, one of the things I've been trying to uh, really think about a lot is, um, especially with, with running a startup uh, and we're raising money right now, um, is just my mental health and sanity. So I think Headspace has been, has been really helpful for me. A little, Um, a little bit of the daily meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to get better about having sort of morning rituals and then rituals before I go to sleep, um, just to orient my day. Uh, and I think Headspace has been super helpful to me because there's just a lot of chaos that, uh, really clutters the way that I think about problems and, um, and the way that I approach my day. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not like a woo-woo kind of guy. Like that's, <laughs> I'm like very much like I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Why well, he's wearing a robe, a silk robe right now? I know you guys can't see this on the radio. It's beautiful silk robe, <laughs> and he's sitting Indian style, mind you. Um, he's in the zone. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Headspace meditation? Uh, I just do the daily stuff. Just, the daily stuff? Yeah. The every day, the discovery ones? Yeah, Headspace exactly. Headspace has been a long time favorite on this show. And I myself have Headspace. I really like it. Um, and it's nice. I also like the sleep sounds and different things. And you can walk around and they're always adding new ones. They have an urban walking one, which is kind of cool to oh, like meditate while you're walking. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Okay, Headspace. And if you have never tried it, you can download it and they have a free 10 day thing where you can do it for 10 days. And I actually have friends who have just been repeating the free 10 days for years. <laughs> you can so do it. I like love very, those people. It's very Buddhist, right? Because <laughs> it's the circle yeah. keeps coming yes. back Meta. and over and over and over again. <laughs> So headspace. All this has happened before, and it will happen again. Is this a repeat? All this has happened before, and it will happen again. <laughs> and the voice that you've heard to the right of me is Brandon Hoy, owner, co-founder of Roberta's Pizza. And we talk about Roberta's Pizza all the time because we're sitting in Roberta's Pizza. We are. Thank you, Dan. I will be here all day on every pizza, show, actually. unfortunately. No. <laughs> You should do a marathon. I should. We should do a fundraising Roberta's I sh- I, marathon. I, I think like I could the Jerry go, I think Lewis I could, I think I could go for days. We could go for, you know, radio. like maybe hours and hours. Days. That might be fun. We Months, have a, maybe. We have a host meeting later today. Maybe I will propose a Heritage Radio Network marathon. We can filibuster the meeting. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. I'm going to do that. I'm wearing sneakers. Oh. I'm going to insist and persist. So Brandon is here. This is his first time on the show even though we've been doing the show for three years. I was on his show a couple weeks ago. He's on a show called The Main Course OG. You got it. OG because it's the original show. It it isn't actually, though. It's a remake of the original, which is the the irony behind that. Well, it's the same people, though. Eh, Not really. Reboot? Reboot. Okay. A better show. A better, fresher. A better, fresher show. But not younger. Don't tell Patrick that. Although Patrick (laughs) does say it's the best show ever recorded, not just on Heritage Radio, but in all of Radio Universe. Really? Yeah, well, Patrick is an interesting character. Yeah, delusions of grandeur, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we, we, could, we could give him a time slot on the marathon show. I would 
probably say no to that. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon Hoy, also executive producer of the Heritage Radio Network Marathon Fundraiser Show. Thank you. Brandon, do you have an app that you like a lot right now? I do. And it comes from the Adobe suite. I I really love Adobe Capture. Um, I do a lot of design stuff. Um, interior design, design for for restaurant stuff. I also do a lot of uh, merchandise design. Uh, Adobe Capture is quite amazing. So, are you the one responsible for the heritage, or not the heritage, for the Robertus T-shirt merch? I am. I put There's all a, of that if stuff you go together. to the if you go to the Robertus takeout shop, there is a wall of T-shirt merch. We also have a website. That Robertus. You, you sell shop, the T-shirts shop on the website. Dot, yeah, also, shop Robertus Pizza. Yeah. We actually do very well online, online store. So that is Roberta's Pizza. And if you want to follow them on social media, they're at Roberta's Pizza. There's a bakery. There's a store. You can get frozen pizza. Mm, Thank you for dropping that. And you can also click to reserve at Blanca, which is the surprising and unusual two-star Michelin restaurant that's on the other side of the courtyard, which you wouldn't guess when you walked into the compound of the Tiki Garden that there's a two-star Michelin restaurant adjacent. It it is kind of odd and amazing. I think the juxtaposition... Yes, surprise and delight. delight. I like to say this is a a whimsical, neandering uh, uh, campus... And around every corner, there I might be a mystery. I refer to it as a compound. Compound? I, w- I was going to say compound, too, but it kind of, I don't know, a little Jonestown-ish. I don't know. We'd, I'll tell you right now, there's no Kool-Aid here. No. <laughs> Hashtag but, Pizzagate. But there is a right, full, but there is right. a full bar. But, but there, there is isn't a, a basement either, so just to be clear. So we have Kenneth here today to talk about his... So I'm going to call it a software platform, a Absolutely. tech platform. It's yeah. called Ingest. If you want to take a look at them while we're on the show, it is ingest.ai. So essentially, you know, just to give a little backstory on the restaurant world and its data software platforms, most restaurants are running on a cobbled together patchwork quilt of multiple third-party software platforms, 10, 12, 20 Everything from your reservation, your seating, your credit cards, your point of sale, um, your purchase, all these things. They've been, if you've been in business since 2008, like Roberta's, you have probably cobbled together things that are old, new, experimental, reliable. Maybe one day somebody made a decision and plugged something in and they, they're long gone and that software is still there. So what happens is... It's not cohesive. You lose a lot of data points along the way. It's fractured data. And as we all know, you need information to run a business. And if you don't have all the information, or if you get that information, you get it three months, six months later, it's not very helpful. So according to the Ingest pitch deck, because as Kenneth mentioned, (laughs) they're looking for money. And really, who isn't? Yeah. Go get it. They approximate that there are $218 billion a year, that's billion with a B, that restaurants are losing because of waste, because of bad numbers and bad data and bad decision making. So what they've decided to do is they don't actually produce anything. Ingest is a platform that brings all your other platforms together in a centralized dashboard so you can see all the information from all the sources plugged in in a neat and easy to read way in real time. And then the result is that they use artificial intelligence to sort of automate some of your decisions. So the idea is that if you have all of the information in real time gathered in one place, you could make decisions that would maybe save you, they say, upwards of $50,000 a year. That's amazing. Just to start. So I'm going to let Kenneth talk a little bit about how he went from working at IBM Watson to creating Ingest, and then I'm going to let I'm going to let him and Brandon talk about it. Let's do this. Right on. Uh, just to, is it okay if I swear? Oh. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is oh, internet radio. Okay, you can say whatever mm. the fuck you want. My <laughs> mouth is foul. <laughs> okay, great. This is this, this is fucking. Or else Dave would just be in the back riding that beat button. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I used to run AI product for IBM Watson. Um, so former life, uh, it was fucking awful. I'm just to say that right now. Like, 
Um, you did a great show with IBM Chef Watson, though. Yeah, yeah, Episode yeah. number 15. It's a good one. Super fun. They taught the computer to cook. Yeah, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, man. Like, um, I, I don't want to disparage anything, but I, I, it's there's a lot of what the marketing team does, and then there's actually what a lot of we were trying to do. Um, and there's a there's just a big disconnect between you know, the reality of, of the technology, uh, and the way that it was being sold. Um, and I think towards the end of, of my time there, I, I really couldn't reconcile, um, that divide anymore. Um, but modern marketing kind of, I, 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 this probably takes place in 90% of what we see on television. Yeah. Instagram. Is, sure. Are anything. <laughs> it's all filters. Fa- do we call it, what, Dave, do we call it fake news? Is that fake news? Fake news. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think um, uh, I I just couldn't be a part of that environment anymore. And um, my co-founder and I have been sort of working on things uh, for the past like five, six years. We met in college, we went to NYU, um, and we both have pretty long-standing experience within restaurants. So you know, I was a, a busboy waiter, you know, all that growing up. And during college, my co-founder actually worked at Luke's Lobster Roll, um, sort of did everything, you know, all the way up to, you know, I think he was, you know, basically helping to run their East Village store at some point. And um, the, the idea for Ingest really came about with a discussion that he had with Luke, which was, um, you know, he was asking about KPIs, how do you judge the health of your business, et cetera. And, you know, the, the, answer was I just checked my bank account, right? And, I, and I, So for those listening, what's a KPI? Oh, sorry, yeah, like a key performance indicator. So basically the, the data metrics with which you judge the health of your business. Um, what's doing well? What's making you money? Precisely. What's being cost efficient? It could be anything. Yeah, yeah. The, In the, the restaurant world, the KPI could be anything. It could be your liquor sales. It mm-hmm. could be your bar sales. It could be, you know, how many pizza to go orders you have I would have to imagine just from doing this for 10 years that you almost have to look at all of those if you really want a healthy business the, the it's such a low margin um, there, there's such high risk in the, in the restaurant world that if you're not checking uh, your, your key points kind of across the board that then you're losing money yeah. there's no doubt but how frequently can you check your key points across the board, especially at the beginning? I mean, the first two years uh, of a restaurant are just crazy busy while you're figuring it out and getting everything up and running. How, how did you check all well, your I, KPIs? I think, <clears throat> and is that advice or is that actual practice? Actual practice. I, I have a call at 2 o'clock where I'll, I'll have a financial call where I go through all of my KPIs, which are a lot. And I've compiled a lot of... Um, information to, to look over. I like a larger dashboard. I want to see more things. I'm interested in, in more things. But also, as the, the business grows, you, you, start to, you start to understand it a little bit more and you start to understand what those key aspects of your business are. So you kind of focus on certain things. In the beginning, to be honest with you, your data analytics collection is probably not very good. And or accurate, to be, to be honest What with was you. yours in 2008 when you threw open the doors of Roberta's what, what the first looked, footprint, what, which what, was basically the cinder block bunker? All I was looking at at that point was, was labor, was, was a labor number and a cost of goods, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. All I was looking at, because it's like really all you had the headspace to, to even tr- try to, try to like get a grasp on and fix. So those were really the only two things that, that we could even correctly anal- <laughs> correctly intake and analyze. Yeah. But things but things move forward. Yeah, they do. So Luke Luke's lobster, he's looking at his KPIs. Yeah, uh, and and we 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 saw this huge problem where there was no central point of consolidation for data. And you're unable to make these decisions properly, right? Because your processes are already so fractured. You have to go through your point of sale, inventory management, vendor management, HR, bill pay, all this, all this crap. Um, and none of these systems are talking to each other. And so the way that you're putting together the data is basically in an offline Excel spreadsheet, right? The, the, That's how it's done. Exactly. I still use humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a software program yeah. or is that people? They're actually real. It's made from people? Yeah, yeah, it's made from people. (laughs) Okay. They have names. It's like Sorlin. They they pay rent. Yeah. Um, That would be a great name for a software program. It really would. Especially an artificial intelligent (laughs) program. 
Um, yeah, so I, I think it, um, what we really enable restaurants to do is we automate a lot of the, that data consolidation, we automate all of it. So we seamlessly plug into any and all third-party systems. And I think one of the things that, uh, one of our major tenants, having been in the space, is we never want to change your workflow or anyone in the restaurant's workflow. So we don't want to replace any of your third-party systems. We just want to make your life easier operationally, right? Um, and in order to do that, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, so Union Square Hospitality Group is one of our uh, what's one of our customers, uh, one of our, our partners, um, <clears throat> and to manage across their sixteen, seventeen locations is requires an entire cadre of people, right? So that you have your operations, you more humans, finance. yeah, more more humans, and the amount of time that uh, they spend manually consolidating data is is gross. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, for us, it's instantaneous. Um, as soon as we touch a product, um, we understand the data structures. You know, it, it takes about a week to integrate. But every subsequent restaurant that, for example, uses Toast or every subsequent restaurant that uses Square, the uptime and ingestion is now instantaneous. And the ability to see all of that data can be stood up within, say, four days. Right, and so we're now moving everything that you previously used to do offline in a really ad hoc kind of way, into, you know, we're moving it onto your phone, moving it onto your desktop, um, in a digitally connected way, so that you have access to every single thing that you need to look for. Um, and one of the things that uh, I think uh, has arisen because of this really crazy tech landscape is that. You know, just for example, um, so one of the things that we're helping Just Salad do right now is consolidating all of their delivery revenues into their accounts receivable, right? So Restaurant 365, mm -hmm. uh, their accounting software. They they literally spend, like, uh, and we, we can't get into certain metrics, but, like, real human hours, like, tangible human hours. Entire um, humans' jobs are to just manually pull all of the data that's being generated by Seamless Grubhub Ritual um, you know, and, and their own delivery apps and pulling that into, into restaurant 365. There's no way that the data integrity I mean, is, I, uh, I would say probably 90% of restaurants do have that person who do, who, that's a real job in this business. Data entry. Data entry. Yeah. Data yeah. entry. You have transferring. to pull, like you said, this is a, uh, a cobbled together, uh, tech landscape where you're pulling all this information, all these analytics from all of these places and then trying to um, compile them into something for me that could just go on my phone where I could have a phone call and start flipping through and say, here's all the things I need to see. So there's a really great slide in the ingest pitch deck and it comes, it's a CB insight graphic of the restaurant tech market map. And it's this crazy infographic and I'm just going to read the categories <laughs> of software platforms that restaurants deal with and for each category that I read there are at least three to twelve <laughs> possible choices within that within that category weightless management mm -hmm. tabletop self-service ordering and payment smart kitchen equipment guest Wi-Fi Table POS platform, energy efficiency, phone charging station, staffing, digital display, employee education, food waste management, reservation platform, purchasing and inventory, music system, smartphone payment, customer loyalty, broad restaurant management software, loss prevention, restaurant website, financial management, white label delivery software, marketing and CRM. I feel like there's more. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's there's delivery delivery. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, delivery was in there. So that yeah, that that's just a, a representative sample. Basically that was just if you see the the infographic in, in my mind is um the, the icons are super That's small. fucking bonkers. <laughs> this this thing needs to be like the only way to truly read this is if you blow it up like 6 foot by 6 foot. And you want to yeah. add to it. 
I mean, you. I think. I think as time goes on, you add to it, right? Like I said, yep. you start with a small dashboard of things you need to see, and you start and you add to it. All. All. I mean, hey, everyone runs their business different. If if like looking at the bottom line and seeing how much is in your bank is working for you, then it works for you. If you if you feel comfortable with the amount of money that you're making, th- then it does. But but if you're if you're trying to grow the business, you're trying to to squeeze everything out of it, and and that's not necessarily going to your Lamborghini fund. But you may you may want to add another manager. You know, you may you may there might be real crucial or decisions. install coat hooks in the bathroom. <laughs> Brandon. First of all, stop hanging your coat in the bathroom. <laughs> Just get in and get out, all right? Get back to your table. You know, what are you hanging in the bathroom? Stop hanging out in the bathroom, all right? <laughs> we are going to take a quick break and find out who the amazing underwriters are for this show. Did you know that Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit? Did you know we keep the lights on and the mics hot out of the deep generosity of our members, grants, and underwriters? Well, if you didn't, listen to who these good people are and maybe give them a shout later. Stay with us. This episode is presented by Naoki, a Japanese restaurant located in the Chelsea neighborhood of New York City. Naoki is owned by and named for Japanese restaurateur Naoki Takahashi, and the chef is Jiro Aida, formerly of Salt and Charcoal in Brooklyn. Learn more at NaokiNYC.com. That's N-A-O-K-I-N-Y-C.com. This episode is also presented by Food Future Co., a scale-up accelerator for growing startups that are providing unique products and solutions across our food system. Focus areas include consumer products, local food, plant-based food, sustainable seafood, ag tech, food tech, and food waste. Learn more at foodfuture.co. That's foodfuture.co. Well, if you're just joining us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today that intersection is a company called Ingest. It is a restaurant software platform integration system that brings all of your 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 systems onto one dashboard so you can look at your data in real time in one place. If you want to check it out while we're on the air, that's ingest, I-N-G-E-S-T dot A-I. If you want to follow him on Twitter and Instagram, they are at ingest A-I. And he is talking with Brandon Hoy, owner, co-founder of Roberta's Pizza, where we sit every week. The pizza never gets old, and I'll tell you, it's a big, big lure Mm. for guests. If you don't know Roberta's, and I don't know how that could be, but you can follow them on Instagram and all social media at Roberta's Pizza. You can check them out in Bushwick, Brooklyn at 261 Moore Street and at their Manhattan outlet at the Vanderbilt Market. Yeah, 570 Lexington as well, the new urban space. If you cannot get to the New York City area, you can get Roberta's frozen pizza online and at quality retailers near you. Mm -hmm. Check out their website. They got a lot of merch. So we were just talking before the break about how there are too many software platforms. It's, frag- it's fragmented data and just brings it all together in one place to allow you to have better decision making, but also potentially eliminate some human labor time inputting all that. So I'll let Brandon take it away and me take it away you take it away I, I i mean i think at this point i need to understand exact just layman terms sure. like what the what the system is is actually doing it sounds like it's a solution here for artificial intelligence to to kind of mine and gather all of the sporadic data that 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 one collects and try to put it into one nice tidy package with a little bow Right. Yeah, that, that's right. So our core business really is this data integration, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're ingesting um, 
uh, part of our data structures is to be able to ingest uh, in, in, you know, as close to real time as possible, the data that's coming through your point of sale. What kind of point of sale do you Aloha. use? Aloha. Aloha, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not to disparage, Mahalo. but... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mahalo to you as well. <laughs> um, they, they are uh, um, very old. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's not always easy to get. What does very old mean? Uh, there's... Well, you know, NCR, it's only one step above micros. In my, in my mind, it's it's still it's put, still like put, archaic. Put time put time frame on it for the people at home who don't necessarily know Aloha. I mean, because technology I mean, being 90s, something yeah. old in technology. I mean, we're at the iPhone 10, so early 90s, I believe yeah. Aloha's yeah. Okay. been been 20 yeah. plus 30, 20, 30, 30 plus years, years. and micros predates 30, that. Exactly. And micros mm-hmm. predates that, but yeah. Aloha was the next generation behind that. And and to be fair, um, we we actually swapped switched over to to the new Square Beta, which is a Square mm-hmm. restaurant version, which was an absolute disaster for us. And and the solutions just one, this restaurant may be too complex for 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 them. They may need to to adapt at a in a different type of restaurant that's maybe not as complex. But it was it was not communicating uh, just operationally not set aside all of the mining for data operationally it just couldn't get tickets to the right places uh on time and and as you need them to be or close out checks certain how, how many how many software platform systems do you use right now all told oh i, I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell 10, you 10 20 30 20 20 plus 20 plus adding new ones every day every week trying to subtract Trying to, on, to subtract. Try, trying to subtract. I would say. I would say over the last three years, I've probably subtracted more than I've added, and I think like there has been addition by subtraction. And one of those. And one of those things is, I think that there's a there's, all of these things are like mining, right? You're 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 digging holes looking for certain specific things that yep. you that you need to see, uh, in a dashboard, right? Precisely. And a lot of these things overmine. And it's like, if I'm just looking for gold, but this thing's digging a hole and it's and pulling magnesium. out, I'm getting everything. Yeah. I'm getting magnesium, coal, like I'm just getting all this stuff. And it's like, then you also have a whole job of just trying to figure out how do I just, how do I get this thing to just give me the information that I need, right? And, I, and I'm not getting like this o- overly robust um, uh, system of reporting, right? And so I, I, have, I have a bunch of different um, dashboards that I, that I would look at. I, Avero is a backend that collects a lot of stuff through, through Aloha. I have, I have, um, analytic programs that are attached to the, the website that I look at. I have, I have the same that come through for our shop website. So, so I just have, I have a numerous amount of, of separate dashboards that I just look at and that I'm scrolling through. Mm-hmm. So then also my catering, my mobile that we use square for those. So for me, I have, five different apps on my phone that that are giving me real-time data, but I, I still have to mine that myself. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I'm sure you'd love to have that in one place. And uh, part of the the insights that we surface, so part of the, the artificial intelligence is um, demand forecasting. So with high amounts of accuracy, because we've consolidated, because we know every single piece of data that's coming in from from everything, operationally, point of sale, even your HR, who's clocking in, who's clocking out, mm-hmm. we're able to predict with high amounts of accuracy what's going to be happening in your restaurant. And so because of that, there are certain things that we can surface that just um, these other pieces of software are just not able to see. Right. right? So we, we we know, for example, you know, you're going to sell, uh, you, we are going to predict that you're going to sell, you know, 800 killer bees in the next, say, seven hours. And because of that, we're able to make ordering recommendations. Please make that prediction come true. <laughs> yeah. The bee sting, by the way. Uh, yes, if we sold 800 of those today, I would be a very happy camper. <laughs> okay, people. Let's try. Start start phoning in your orders. Let's do it. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, we, can, we can try and take your, your ordering to as uh, just-in-time just the right amount right. as possible, avoiding food spoilage and, 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 and stuff. And that also happens with staffing. So to be able to staff the right amount of people instead of overstaffing or understaffing. Um, those are just the, a few of the operational things that we're able to, to provide. 
right? So I have a I have a data entry person slash analyst, right? Whose whose job it is to collect from all of these backend uh, dashboards all of that information, compile it into even more. Uh, uh, <laughs> archaic <laughs> means, which are, which at this point f- for us is is not it's it's you know uh, probably a Windows doc. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's actually sent to us in DOS, and I have to decode <laughs> it. Um, but no, so so I have a data entry person, and that that also analyzes, takes all of this, analyzes it, puts it into a document that's a, a literally a spreadsheet that's so big I can't even see it on my phone. I literally have to sit in front of a computer, mm-hmm. do an, like we do like a go-to meeting meeting where we, we thoroughly do this. And, and, and what's I do the that, time I, frame? I do, that mon- I do that monthly. So you don't have daily real time? I, what I, I mine my own daily real time. So, so all of the things that are important to me, I'm mining daily real time. How long does that take you? To, to mine daily real time? Yeah. Um, What's your daily you know, mining? Mo- most most of the, I mean, I'm I'm usually on it most of the night. I would say, you know, I'm an hour, I'm like on and hours. on and uh, it's probably throughout the day. It's probably more like two hours. So mm-hmm. two hours a day plus the monthly meeting and a full time staff person. Correct. The full time staff person would would ne- would never really be a, an, a eliminated by this. It's also you know our controller. Right. It does the right. data does the data entry also also still it, humans still have to analyze this stuff right. right and 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 one human one human may may look at something a variance in something and see a different uh, a, a different interesting uh, absolutely a solution or or problem that it may cause right so so I think I, there's there's four or five humans who are looking at this kind of compressed analytics, right? And and then making assumptions based on those those compressed analytics. Absolutely. So so really, what um, those people will never go away because they understand your business and they they understand what that data means. Our job is entirely to make it so that they don't have to do any of the manual bullshit right. anymore. That's it's amazing. A, it's enabling them to actually spend time. You're going to get that fucking Analyze mic it. drop today, aren't you? <laughs> and uh, it's in real time, yeah, right? As close to real time as, as It's as, as possible. close to real time as possible. So you could right. have that meeting every day or every right. week instead of once a month in real time. Yes, real time and, numbers. Yes, and, yes and no, right? Because your data dashboard would be up to date. It's always sure. updating. It's I, that, always that updating. Because it's pulling from the different systems. That's right. And so when someone orders... B pizza number 512, as soon as that hits the system, it dominoes through and shows up in your dashboard? That's right. Um, so it's, it, it's a constant That's stream. Uh, and you, and the, the time frames are editable, right? And so I think one of the things that um, we see a lot is not only is your, you know, all your systems fractured, sometimes with multi-locations, you have just even different POSs. Right and yeah, which I do exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that data consolidation is not good. No, right? it's it, difficult. Exactly, and we, time consuming. Exactly, we bring that all together instantaneously mm-hmm. and in real time. That also allows restaurants to have a uh, robustness because, as you were saying, when you transition over from different third party systems, from different POS systems, etc., you're basically losing all of your previous historical data, mm-hmm. right? We house all of that so that you never oh, ever lose it. That's, that's a that's really that's an well. interesting point. So you, if you've been on Aloha right. for the past eleven years or ten well, years, no, I've, I was on Halo, which was another one. <laughs> yep. And do you want to hear how crazy this You're is? I do have a Halo all day. I have Halo all day. You love Halo. <laughs> Third, is that a third person fighting? Fighting. Uh, so, but but I I have Halo. Literally, this is, I can't even believe I'm going to say this out loud. I have all of my Halo information on a CD <laughs> in my desk. I don't even know. I don't even have. Where do you any, put the CD? I don't have a place to put. I don't even know how I would extract this anymore. I don't have a CD drive. I would have, You'd to, have to go, go to, to the library. Yeah, maybe, or find like, do, do like they still a, have Dell like shops Vaughan. open? Are there still Dell? We could do it right here in the studio for oh, the price. You could? Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, what's your price? <laughs> oh, we'll talk after the show. All right. I like the way you move. <laughs> yeah. Dun, no, no, but dun. but so it that's, is. 
That's an amazing point, though. So because you have all of your data Mm -hmm. from every single platform flowing through one place, you get to keep all the data even if you eliminate platforms going forward. Here's a here's a slightly logistical question. Are you would you look at like the end result? Like if I showed you what I'm looking at as an end result, would you back out? Would you say here's how I'm going to extract all of that information or do you just look at all of the information that's being gathered and try to streamline it into do, do you or sorry is it, that, do you understand it, that question? Or is yeah, it I do. Yeah, everything yeah. and then you customize your dashboard. Right, because exactly. then that becomes this overmining thing. Well, but then it's if like you, if it's I back, literally like just, you just want to turn these on things. the ones that you want and then maybe 5 years from now you'll be like, "Hey, we're doing so much international frozen pizza sales. Right. We need to turn on the right. currency converter button. Sure. It's uh, Sure, and I have a lot of those things, right? Like I look at I I I look at things probably maybe deeper than most Maybe not the most, but I, I look at it very deep. We, we have things split in, for, like pizza is its own category, not back of house. I have pizza. Mm-hmm. I have back of house. Bakery. I have, ba- I have everything split into its own category so I can Absolutely. see, I can literally see every single thing, how it moves. No wonder you don't have time to work out. <laughs> but I do still look all right, right? I'm not like a, I'm not like a gnarly looking old dude, right? No, I would never have you on the radio if you were gnarly looking. <laughs> oh, I got a body for radio. <laughs> you have dad pizza bod. Thanks. Thanks. I, I will take that. I will take that. Um, so, so to, to kind of go back to your question, it's, it's, it's two-sided. It's both. Because we are able to give you everything, you have the capability to do anything. Um, your pre-customized things, we can generate. You just tell us how you want it to generate, and we make it customized to you. And that just is available to you on demand as close to real time as possible into perpetuity. Um, so there's no problem of this like overmining, right? We're not overwhelming you with the data. We're just making every single thing available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your dashboards are constantly updating. Um, I, I'd actually would love to show you after, you know, we, we get off how, how this actually works. And, and so oh, I'm like getting off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, is that a good one? No, David shake, shaking his head on that one. He's he playing said, no. Halo. No, he's playing Halo. Ah, come on, buddy. Uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, we can we can add hours to your day so you can work out again. Yeah, let's do it. Play some ball. Yeah, catch you on the court. Yeah. So, typically, when you're talking to restaurant groups and restaurants, and I mean, you're. I mean, how, how many restaurant outlets would you say you have? I, I mean, mean three, I would say we're two, a group. You're a group. Well, you I have, have the two have places Robert, in Manhattan. Have you have Roberta Central. You have the, do you count the takeout as Blanca, a separate? Takeout, yes, yeah, separate business. Right, separate, so you're a separate. restaurant group. You're what, like five units plus five. delivery and product and retail? Five plus QSR. I have the frozen pizza plus, yep. plus you know, some plus, online plus, business. Extra, extra? Yeah, extra, extra. Read all about it. Okay. The bakery. I mean, yeah. So I'm, how do you how do you couch the the economic benefit in terms of just the flat out labor up against the software platform? Yeah. So so basically, for us, it's it's economies of scale. So um, the more restaurants you have, uh, the more money we save you, right? Because we're able to achieve a ton of operational efficiencies. Do you charge a flat fee, or is it? scale depending on services or restaurant groups or it's uh $400 per month per location wow $400 per month per location you don't have to tell us what the uh, data entry rate is but I'm gonna guess that the person doing data entry costs more than $400 a month you're correct ding but again I only have I only have one of those people and that person is also a decision-making mm-hmm. analyzer of the data. So it really, again, it doesn't really eliminate that person. It only makes no. that person's job um, different. Different. It actually gives them the, that gives that person the ability to do to other analyze things. the end data rather than compiling it. Absolutely. Um, and I think that I think you you hit on something earlier, which was the the um, um, forecasting, right? I think I think from a rest like the re- you're. In a restaurant, you're always trying to forecast. You want to be in front of problems and not behind them and be proactive towards things that you 
are are aware are going to happen to you. August is slow for me. I know this. February is slow for me. I know this. What are the things that I've done in the past that have helped me get through this? I like to keep keep tabs on the things that have worked and haven't worked, and and also know like when I'm getting when when mon- the money situation is moving for me so 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 try to keep everything in lines know when to know when to collect the nut know when to spend the nut all all of those things i think i think you 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 only can do well if you're forecasting if you're if you're proactive towards them and because not if reactive, you're reactive then you're that means you're always in the weeds you're always in the weeds and you're always going to find yourself in a situation where you're like oh shit i can't afford that like yeah, money's not coming in and i can't afford this thing so, uh, ac breaks right and the ac costs thirty thousand dollars but you're in august and you have and you, you have to it, it you, you have to you have to yep you have to and i and i think those are the kind of like small situations that you could get in if you're not being proactive and you're not understanding what what these months absolutely look like. and i think one one a way to think about it is you know we're not uh, kind of we're not replacing this this human state into human we're just reallocating their hours right so he or she probably spends I'm just going to very conservatively, um, roughly half of their day consolidating the data. I would say probably 15 to 20 hours a week. Yeah. And that is just lost human capital because we do it instantaneously into perpetuity, right? So that person is now gaining 15, 20 hours of, of productive time a week. That's so, but so then, where does this for for somebody like me who's not going to actually lose a labored position, right? Which mm-hmm. would be the the first and most apparent um, financial savings that you would make on this. So, somebody like me who's who this person is there, not going anywhere. Where where am I going to find the savings now? Where where um, where do you see? Where can you quantify savings um, for the spit for the four hundred? Which so four hundred. Uh, you're saying 400 a month times 12. Um, we're talking. It's like 4800 $4, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Per, so you're, per talking, you're talking about $5,000 a year um, that, needs to be, that needs to be saved here, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So where, where, where now would you see that coming from? Yeah, so some of that is going to come from like just pure cost savings, right? right. So being able to, to actually demand forecasts so that you're wasting less food, right? Um, n- number one. Number two is, is productive labor hours for your, your staff, front of house, back of house, mm-hmm. um, so that you're not over-prepping, under-prepping, um, so there's going to be savings realized for labor, right? So just off the bat, those two things per restaurant, uh, for one of our, our case studies, one of our early restaurants, we save them $50,000 uh, in, in the first year of working with them, right? So you're spending five grand to save 50000 That's your 10 extra. That sounds dollars. like a horrible plan. <laughs> You don't want any part of that, dude. Frugal. I'm frugal. You don't spend. want any part of that. I hate savings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I wish it I... Do, it's, it's, uh, to be honest with you, it sounds very interesting. I, I think like I think there are holes. Um, obviously, you try to build a strong dam, but 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 probably every restaurant can say that there, there's holes. Um you know, you you, you can't see everything at all times. You, you, it's hard to see in 360 it's also, degrees. First of all, you can't see in 360, and you have multiple properties. You have certain uh, limit. You have limitations of the hours in the day. One of the interesting case studies that's in their pitch deck is um, when they were funneling in the food costs in real time up against everything else. They realized that food cost on fish was double what they thought it was. And it turned out they discovered that one of their employees was stealing half the fish order. Right. Like every day. Right. I think, I think, you know, when, uh, along that lines, I think another thing that you see is just price, uh, pri- secret price adjusting from your vendors, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, which mm-hmm. is probably a concern of all. If you're, if you're, if you're kind of just automatically, um, paying, paying your vendors, um, just, because you believe them, they're sending you a bill yep. and you're paying it and you're not double checking that that's also a whole another place where you, you could, you, you could have been paying 99 cents for something and three weeks later be paying a dollar 49 and they, they, they haven't even told you or so that even knows. Do, so you, that, do you have so, a point of purchase software platform? I don't have a point of purchase. I have, but, have something to but, talk to you about after the show, but I do, but have you heard of Shoebox? I have. I have. They were. They've been guests on the show. They're great guys, but it's a very cool product. And we and we do point of purchase again. This is another place where like yeah, where they do it in where, real time. 
which is amazing. They have a data entry uh, crew in the Philippines, and so everything goes there, and then in the morning, it's all updated in real time and dumped right into your you know, QuickBooks or whatever it is. And because it's people, again, the, the positivity of having humans, you know, you get some of those crazy vendors where they come in and it's like, you know, the TriStar strawberries and you get a Seafold towel that has written on it, five yeah. pounds, $42. Yes. You can take a picture of that with your phone and, and send it to them and they'll data entry it. So you have real time food costs. That's great. I have I have so many subcategories, though, yeah. that sometimes make these these kind mm-hmm. of um, simple um Applications yeah. somewhat difficult, so well, it's real so people. It's, so it's categorizing. Who, yeah, it's, it's real people who are on your account, and then they start to understand the difference between oyster mushrooms and oyster shellfish. That's and really that truly amazing. Yeah. I, I do. I shouldn't disclose this totally, but I, I am opening another location that's <gasps> not in New York. Whoa. Another location bum, bum, not bum. in New York. Where? Yeah. Where? Where? I cannot tell well, you. you know, but it's if, probably all over Instagram already because I well, put the sign up in the window. So well, I didn't see like, it on Instagram, but I know I, not on my Instagram. I've read. Um, in the media that you're thinking about, LA, California? I we're 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 uh, you know in the neighborhood, like somewhere. Ace Hotel. No, I'm I, in the Ace Hotel, not in the Ace Hotel. No, we're we're we're, we're we we have we try to stay alone on our endeavors. <laughs> so antisocial. <laughs> um, but that being said, I, 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 th- there are some unique um, problems to be solved with with data entry from abroad, right? So say it is California that I'm opening. Is that considered abroad from Bushwick? Well, from here, it's 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 far enough away that that I have receiving. I have a very I have a very like comprehensive receiving program that happens here that that where information comes in and information goes out. Right Um, up there, I don't have that. So so these things need to to come into something and get shoved back out to the accounting systems and back to me. So. We are out of time. We are oh. over time. I need a better. I need a better dashboard Where was for the my shot timing. Clock? <laughs> I know, right? If you are interested in finding out more about this abroad location of Roberta's Pizza, follow them on social media at Roberta's Pizza. I want to thank Brandon Hoy for coming in and being our focus group of one. I want to thank Kenneth Quo for coming in and talking about ingest.ai. A very, very interesting consolidation software platform for restaurants might solve some problems. I think they're going to keep talking about it after the show. If you liked it, come back and see us Thursdays at 11 a.m. I'm Jennifer Leutzi, and this is Tech Bytes. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.